Mike Bobo is sitting in the middle of a gladiator movie and just asking everybody, are you not entertained? <laughs> Welcome to My Got A Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I preview Georgia's matchup with the Vanderbilt Commodores. We talk through what we're looking for in the game, and we answer questions from you, our listeners. As always, remember to check out the newly redesigned MyGotAPodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at MyGotAPodcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxiatime, at Oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. Back together, but virtually again, John. Back to the same old, same old. I have to say, I do envy those who get to podcast in person because I felt like it was a uh, was a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> it was easier, but it also wasn't because we had to like reorient the, the room. <laughs> that, that is true. We had to get the perfect backdrop in a Pondo's famous basement. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with all with all of the artifacts. If you were, if you watch the YouTube video, you can look at all the wood, all the wood family artifacts. True, true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to our regularly scheduled uh, ways of recording. Um, see if I can open my bourbon here, John. Mm. All right. So I do have something relevant in two ways. So uh, multiple ways. I bought this with you uh, when we went to an ABC store in Athens. Uh, this weekend. So this is the Blue Note Crossroads. Uh, so it's not from Nashville, uh, but it's from Memphis. Um, so a Tennessee bourbon. Um, and then because I saw this Friday night when we went shopping and and bought it, um, I forced you to watch the ending of the movie Crossroads. Uh, and so you got the full experience of what it's like hanging out with my family when we do random stuff like that. <laughs> That was that was definitely interesting. I can simply <laughs> say I had never seen Ralph Macchio in in such a way. Uh, I've awesome. got a combination. Okay, I'm doing a little bourbon cocktail today. Mm. Um, as you know, or if you are a, a listener, um, I'm a fan of the port and sherry barrel finishes. So yeah. I've got the Isaac Bowman uh, port barrel finished bourbon, which shockingly was not opened um at all at the tailgate um <laughs> i guess they they didn't need it because they had too many too many bourbons at the tailgate <laughs> um yeah. but i've also got the full tilt mm. okay gotcha. elite that we didn't get to we didn't get to dip into because we were so, t- so tired we we're too tired after the game <laughs> yes true true uh and it was not uh, bourbon time yet uh and we both had to drive <laughs> on sunday <laughs> correct uh yeah nice so, so cheers dear cheers cheers and uh i guess the other thing with that is uh also after you left john i don't think i told you this yet uh my mom went into the fridge and realized that there was um uh, leftover little italy uh <laughs> from friday night dinner so uh so lily got her little italy uh so don't worry, Carter. Or maybe, sorry, Carter, we ate your leftover pizza. <laughs> <laughs> we ate the leftover pizza. I actually thought about that today. Carter gave Carter gave his uh his body um to the to the game experience this past weekend. 
we knew that he was uh, coming down with something, thought it was allergies. It's usually that time of year for asthma sufferers. If you're an asthma sufferer, um, thoughts and prayers to you this time of year. Um, yeah. I myself struggle with this time of year as well, but not nearly as much as Carter, who's basically allergic to outside. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he had to go to the he had to go to the doctor today. He had to miss another day of school, which he was not super thrilled about because they get their new teachers today. Mm. Um, Gotcha. But uh, but yeah, I was walking into the doctor's office and I was like, I think we left that pizza at Jim's house. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was almost lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we all had the pizza. I actually had some leftover sub from Friday night to, too because I didn't finish my sub. And then uh, we had the Celsius and Lily had, I had the Celsius. Shout out Logan. And uh, Lily had her prime that you left for her. So so we did good for lunch. So yeah, I left you some prime and, and some, and so you can have some Celsius. So that was the first time you had it. Yeah, I had never had it. It was excellent. I enjoyed it. Yeah, tropical vibes. Stuff. Yeah, it was a good one. It was. I a think good I also one. left some of that bacon in there too. The bacon was there. You know, we should have. You know, we, man, we should have made some bacon wrapped shrimp to have with our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Oh man, uh, too funny. Um, I guess uh, the only other thing I wanted to make sure to call out was we got a, a package arrived today. So I know. Uh, shout out to Jason Barton. Uh, he sent, uh, after listening to last week's episode, picked up on the L81 talk and, uh, sent us some L81, uh, a bottle of bourbon and some, uh, some like custom glasses to enjoy it. So Jason, again, appreciate it. And, uh, I'm going to hold on to it so that John and I can enjoy that together. Uh, so we'll enjoy that soon. So thanks so much, man. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. At first, I think that's the first uh, care package. <laughs> yeah, uh, that any, anyone has ever sent us which if you're interested in sending us care packages we'll, we'll gladly accept them. <laughs> um i uh I, I i forgot to mention that on uh on the episode about that that uh that we had the care package coming so unfortunately yeah. we didn't get to we didn't get to partake it in time yeah 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 uh shipping shipping times will do that to you going going cross states sometimes uh so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Um, I don't know. Shall we jump into the matchup, John? You know what? Let's do it. All right. So kickoff, Vanderbilt, uh, Saturday at noon. Um, it is on CBS. It is at First Bank Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. They, this, their stadium seats 28,500 JP. Uh, a few less people than Sanford. Um Georgia comes in six and zero, three and zero in the SEC. Vanderbilt two and five, zero and three in the SEC. The dogs still number one in all the polls. Vanderbilt not ranked. Um, mentioned it's on CBS, uh, but like we talked about, it's the early game in a doubleheader, uh, so we don't have the we're not the game of the week. Uh, so we've got Ross Tucker doing play by play, Tom McCarthy as analyst, and Tiffany Blackman on the sideline. Uh, the official hashtag that we'll forget to use is UGA versus Vandy. Although, didn't we? I feel like we used the hash, hashtag last week, and then we exploded. So maybe we need to use it every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hashtag omens. <laughs> I, I, I I used it last week actually. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's the key to the fast start, John. We gotta we gotta use the hashtag. If you use the hashtag, good thing happened. <laughs> uh, let's see. All time series Georgia leads sixty twenty and two. Here and the last time we played these guys, uh, October fifteenth in Athens last fall, the dogs won fifty-five to nothing. Um, heard some chatter about the weather uh, in Kirby's press conference today. 
Mm. And I know there were some questions about it being super cold and rainy. Um, what I saw when I looked today was like showers. There's some, sh- there are some showers in the forecast, but in the morning um, could have some rain. But from what I saw, looks like it's supposed to clear up before kickoff. Uh, so low of 53, high of 69. Uh, from what I'm seeing, 62 and partly cloudy at kickoff. Uh, high of 69 between two and three. So it should be temperature should be rising throughout the game for those that are going to be there in attendance. And I checked, John, I didn't see anything to indicate there will be swirling winds. Um, so <laughs> for what that's worth, uh, I know we were, we were blindsided by that last week. <laughs> so if you're going check the weather and uh, I don't know, maybe bring a windbreaker or a jacket. Don't be like us. Yeah. Don't be, don't be dumb. Well, you well, at least brought something. I, I was dumb. I didn't have a yeah, um, did I had it a say anything about yes. Uh did it say anything about the the seating situation? I can't I, I haven't been following and frankly I didn't notice. Like I know that there was a bunch of rigmarole about Vanderbilt and their stadium um construction situation. Yeah, so I know it's it it is they, they were doing construction. I you know what I actually was kind of assuming that the seat count was so low because of that um because i know that is not completed like they're still working on it um mm-hmm. and actually something that i i noticed i didn't i didn't read through the whole thing but like on their site um they're like when you go to like the, the football screen on vucommodores.com there's like a banner at the top that says construction updates and detours click here for more mm. um so they have like an active construction map and what's going on with football game day and all that stuff so um yeah, it says their uh, campus utility projects are underway, uh, including Vandy's facility projects. So abide by signage and avoid construction areas on game days. So, yeah, not the best timing there. It could be worse. We could have complete construction during uh, during the football season instead of a bridge shutdown. So. <laughs> true, true. Good call. All right, that's what I got for the matchup, John. Uh, I, believe, I believe you have some... Uh, We'll get to that. We'll get to that in just a second. But um, okay, I do have some fun facts. Let's just revisit a couple of things. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you know that we've talked about the history here before. You know, Vanderbilt is is named after uh, the Vanderbilt family that had uh, the the railroads. Was it railroads? Right. Um, I know um, the mining, main guy. He, his, gold. Yeah, like his nickname was the Commodore for like shipping and stuff. Shipping, yeah, okay. It was one of those monopolies, right? Yeah, <laughs> one of those famous monopolies. Um, but yeah, the yeah, yeah, it was the control of of gold and and coal, which is hence the the colors, which used to be orange and black. Interestingly enough, um, the famous alumni. Um, I did come across some some interesting fa- famous alumni that I don't recall before. Um, but uh, Betty Page. Does that name ring a bell to you, sir? Betty Page. Oh, am I going to get made fun of? Because no, it doesn't ring a bell. Nah, it, it might not. If you, uh, it was she was a 1950s pinup model. She was like a, oh, okay, got the, it. The, the like kind of like the Pam Anderson of her day or whatever kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, she's a, she's a famous alumni. There's a ton of a ton of baseball players. Obviously, uh, Vanderbilt is a big baseball school. All the different sports athletes. There's a there's a number of different, uh, you know presidents of universities and ceos and things like that which you would tend to expect from a a, a school as prestigious as as vanderbilt which i believe is like one of the 
I think it is the toughest school to get into in the SEC, right? I think someone had posted like the they were making fun of Van, uh, we we go from Kentucky, which is like ninety seven percent acceptance rate, to now we're playing Vanderbilt, which I believe is like in the single digits acceptance rate. Yeah, yeah, that was fifty one to seven GATA. That was in his uh, question last week. Nice, um, but yeah, um, they are the Commodores. They have mascot named the Commodore. Um, interesting enough, um, this year when I was researching, I didn't recall this from last year, um, or previous years, but, uh, the, the, they actually have had several, uh, dog mascots as well. Um, a couple of mascots, there's one in 1961, um, they had a dog that was named, uh, George, uh, actually he was a basset hound that, he was a, a visible mascot for 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 a while um, until he ran away and ended up getting run over by a an ice truck. Sad story. Wow. Okay. Um, so there's another one that uh, I saw in in the uh, on Vanderbilt's website. They had a a, a web page that was talking about their canine uh, mascots. Uh, there was a a dog named Bull, um, which I guess got beat by a um uh i think it was some sort of terrier um it was it was a larger dog that got beat beaten up by a a smaller dog terrier which um you know maybe is personification of Vanderbilt being the doormat of the sec yeah um let's see those are those are kind of the the big fun facts uh vandy was a, a founding member of what is now known as the SCC conference, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Next year used to be pretty good. They won a conference championship right after it was founded a few years later, but yeah, they've been around for a while. Big famous private research university. Um, what Jim was talking about the the other fun facts. And I think we had kind of mentioned this in, in the past, but um, Jason Hasty, uh, our, our, our hair grip library, point of contact and uh all around general good fellow um <laughs> has been kind enough to serve as the i guess i guess we can't call it unofficial technically <laughs> is the official but we'll go, ahead, we'll go ahead with the moniker the unofficial official historian of my god a podcast yes um so we're hoping to have more segments um that are going to feature um these kind of fun facts from from the archives really from uh from from the Hergrit Library for archives and from what Jason's historical uh, prowess. Um, yeah. So no, so no, notes from notes from Jason this week. Um, he 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 writes to us and says, <laughs> I feel like I should like write read this as like a Civil War letter or something. But <laughs> 1895, the football uh, the 1895 football season was one of UGA's um, was was UGA's third, and it was one of their most unusual seasons um, in in history. He says that the the season featured two games against North Carolina, which was separated by only five days. The first game was against North Carolina on October 26th, and involved a Carolina punter tossing a ball forward to a very surprised teammate who then ran the length of the field for a touchdown. The forward pass was 10, 10 years from being legalized and was one of the, if not the, very first recorded instances of a forward pass being used in a game. Despite the play being illegal, the touchdown stood because the umpire claimed to have not seen the play. Because they had, uh, because they won on, a, on an illegal pass, North Carolina offered, strange, 
offered to play Georgia again on Halloween to settle the matter in the gentlemanly fashion. North Carolina won that game 10-6, to and everyone presumably was happy about the fairness of, of that play. Uh, I guess the checks weren't going through Birmingham at that time, but... Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, what's interesting there too, right, is it's like... So, obviously, I didn't know this, but... I didn't know this either. You've already got, like, Georgia and North Carolina kind of argue over who was the first uh, state university anyway, because, like, Georgia was funded first, and North UNC started classes first, and the fact that... Potentially the first ever forward pass happened in a George North Carolina game. Pretty interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess they, they they probably argue over the over the the what do you call it the over the rivalry results, right? Right. But yeah. If, if, you, if you don't argue about the results, is it a rivalry? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Georgia played in Columbus for the first time. Um, during that season, um, though it was not against Auburn, Georgia beat Alabama 30-6 to in the first ever meeting between the two teams. Um, the, then, again, then they had a game against Sewanee, a strong team, and only a few years away from fielding one of the greatest teams of all time in 1899. Resulted in slugging, biting, and allegedly a near brawl between the two teams. And an official who was recruited from the crowd gathered to see the game despite all of that georgia won 22 to nothing against sewanee uh he said the most unusual game though took place against vanderbilt in nashville here we go you're probably wondering why we're going through this this whole thing just to build you build up the the season of suspense and the the weirdness of of this particular season in 1895 which is still just kind of crazy to think about yeah in the second half of the uh, sorry, in the, in the second half with the score tied 0-0, a Georgia back, I'm going to butcher the name, Jason, Pomeroy. Jim, do you want to check yeah, in there? That, yeah, that that sounds right. I'll, I'll, I'll allow Pomeroy. That, that's how I would say it. Can we get Scott Howard to weigh in, please? <laughs> we need it. Pomeroy down the ball by shouting, down, <laughs> after advancing it through the line. This was the accepted way of for a player to indicate that they had been down and that the play was over. Seconds later, a Vanderbilt player picked up the down ball and ran the ball in for a touchdown. Glenn Pop Warner, the Georgia coach, famous famous name there, argued that the official to no uh, argued with the official to no avail. The referee who was the only official on the field and apparently a Nashville resident refused to overturn the play. So Warner and the Georgia team simply left. Vanderbilt was awarded the win, six to nothing, which still stands in the record books. Dude, like just leaving, like that totally sounds like something I would do. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Screw you guys, I'm going home. (laughs) Oh, man, that is crazy. That is crazy. Man, yeah, 1895 uh, Vandy game. So I guess that is where we, uh, I think he said that one, or, or does that one have? I guess it was the Sawani that, or the other one that has an asterisk. Um, but yeah, he, Jason, sent us some uh, some pictures from the uh, the yearbook that year that had the schedule and had an asterisk uh, by that game. So that was that was why. Indeed, and he also sent some pictures of um, of the. They kind of when 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 he first saw that when he first sent them, I was like, oh, it's eighteen ninety five Pikman, because <laughs> that's kind of what they look like is the Pikman pictures. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has like a border that, like, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he sent some pictures of of the of the team and a couple of the players. I believe the captain. If I'm not, we can we can post it on the socials and let everybody see. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll get that out there for sure. Man, I don't know. I, I'm I'm happy to have. Uh, I mean, official, but we're gonna say unofficial official because it's funnier. Uh, historian. <laughs> I mean, podcast. I, I don't want to brag, but I think we may be the only only podcast, only Georgia podcast out there that has an official historian that works <laughs> at the Harrogate Library. <laughs> <laughs> amazing amazing thanks jason for sending that in uh awesome appreciate you and if you uh if you ever have a chance or a free afternoon um you should go online and request to see some artifacts that jason has and the athletic association has at their disposal for sure yeah and the friday the three o'clock friday dually exhibit uh tour is excellent so highly highly recommend that as well um all right, I've got uh, got some news and notes, John. Um, so Carson Beck getting some accolades this week. Uh, he was the SEC's co-offensive player of the week. He, uh, he shared that honor with Jaden Daniels. Uh, he was also named to the Davey O'Brien Grade Eight and the Manning oh. Award Stars of the Week. Uh, so heck of a week for Carson. Um, and then our guy Payday Peyton Woodring uh, was named the SEC Co-Freshman of the Week. Uh, he shared that honor with Arlos Boardingham. He's a Florida tight end. Um, and then on the press conference, so actually nothing major out of the press conference. Um, the main thing that was just funny to me was, uh, Kirby got a question to clarify whether he actually does or does not know who Miley Cyrus is, um, from Seth Emerson, uh, as Uh, part of it. Well, give, give the, the, for those of us that are not aware, like I am, I I saw this pop up on social media. What was the whole, what was the hullabaloo? Okay. So he got... The only thing I'll say is first is today when he got asked about it, he totally ignored it. Like he chuckled and then just moved on (laughs) and didn't answer at all. Okay. So actually the funny thing is what I figured out today is, so he got asked a question about this and I'll, I'm going to play the clip for you, John. Um, And, uh, but what I didn't realize until today was who asked it. So it was actually uh, Allison Masterangelo. She is, uh, she's the one who interviewed uh, Chris British Bulldog. Um, this week and, and last week. She she's uh, who we did the walk and talk with a year ago. Um yep. but so she asked this and here's uh, her question with Kirby's response. This was on Sunday's press conference. I want to go back on that wrecking ball um that you were talking about. Like in my head I'm envisioning Miley Cyrus, but what are you is it like an actual wrecking I don't know ball? Who what Miley you? Cyrus is like what, is that? <laughs> what does she have to do with the wrecking ball? Well she has a song called Wrecking Ball. Huh? I know we're here at church wrecking ball. So were you showing videos of like wreck, what specifically is it a wrecking ball going into a wall or certain plays or things like that? Like what were you? Force equals mass times acceleration. So we wanted a lot of mass. What is a lot of mass? More hats. What is acceleration? More speed. And we wanted that going into them. And we wanted to do it connected. Like we wanted to be connected in our physicality. And we showed videos of a wrecking ball. It was just a big ball hitting a building. I mean, it was knocking it down. And each week, each day in the meeting, it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And we wanted to be the wrecking ball. So I guess she had heard this wrecking ball story throughout the week and was, <laughs> she thought Miley Cyrus, Kirby doesn't know who she is. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, uh, so. And he answered it in, only, in, in a way only Kirby can. Exactly. Exactly. So that's all I got from the press conference. There was no like injury updates or anything that I really caught today. So I actually, I actually have something for this, this particular section today. Okay. Uh, I, I did, I did feel like I heard or saw him um, make a, make a comment or someone asked him a question about how would he feel about the, the number one rankings 
Mm. And and his his response was, "We don't care." <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Also perfect. Also the perfect Kirby answer. We do not care. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> that was Love amazing. It. Love it. Actually, I lied. The only thing I saw injury wise, I think someone asked like, "Was there a timetable for Mims?" I think because they were they were trying to get him to say he'll be back by Florida, and he said he said there is no timeline. So that that was the only thing. Only well, thing I remember. Well, he didn't get. Did he get the hopeful? He didn't that? even. He didn't even say hopeful or anything. Nice. Yeah. Nothing. So. All right. Let's see. On to the game. Uh, we can start with. Um, Georgia's offense, Vanderbilt's defense. So what are we looking for when Georgia has the ball? Um, I'll, I'll run through some notable players like we always do. So uh, for Vanderbilt's defense, defensive end, Nate Clifton has two and a half sacks. Uh, linebacker, CJ Taylor has 45 total tackles, three sacks and one interception. And safety, DeRicky Wright has 29 total tackles, two interceptions. Uh, so those are just a few guys to look at. Um, but if you look at the stats, of like what our offense is doing this season and what uh, Vanderbilt's defense is doing. It's uh, not great, Bob. Um, so Georgia ranks near the top in pretty much everything, um, more middle of the pack in, in rushing yards per game, but the number one passing offense in the SEC, uh, third in points per game in the SEC, second in, in total yards, and uh, Vanderbilt ranks like almost dead last. So they're the worst defense um, ranked 14th in points per game allowed uh, and then 13th or 12th in the other defensive categories. Uh, so a bit of a nightmare matchup for these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should say so, considering that Georgia's coming off of its best offensive performance since 2020. And that includes the 60, 65 to 7 drubbing that we gave to TCU, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, what Carson Beck had what three hundred yards passing by halftime? Um, it's pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. I don't know. So, what are we looking for? Empty the bench. <laughs> yeah, I think that this has got to be uh, uh, talking about. Like, I can make it simple for us, Jim. What are you looking for on offense? I'm looking for the offensive line to remain consistent. Well, they were consistent the entirety of the game against Kentucky. I want to see that carry over. I don't want to see any dropbacks. I want. I don't want to see any injuries. I'd love for Carson Beck's jersey to stay uh, clean. Um, yeah. Those are those are the things that I'm looking for on 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 offense. I'd like to just run up run up on an, an, a nice comfortable lead, cover the spread or whatever we want to do with it, um, and then just just shut it down. Yeah, um, yeah, I agreed. That's a that's what the sensible person in me. But then there's like this wild wild hair that's like <laughs> you know what. Let's just let's just let this thing let's just let's just let it ride. Just just keep it rolling. Just yeah. just rack up another fifty burger, let Carson throw another four hundred yards so that we can get some get some respect. You know, put some respect <laughs> on Bobo's name, like get, keep the haters off, because then you know, if we if we all of a sudden shut the offense down, we're we're winning thirty to nothing at halftime. Beck's got, you know, two hundred yards, one touchdown, and you know, Dejan's got less than a hundred yards and everybody's going to be still mad about something. You know what I mean? I'd rather give nobody anything mad to be about. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I, I don't anticipate um, that we take our foot off the gas. Honestly, we may, we may pull, um, we may pull starters 
Um, but I mean, even, you know, I mean, against Kentucky, we saw, uh, Vandegrift come in and continue to run the offense. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so I would think, I would think, uh, similar here, you know what, I guess one thing I would, I will, would love to see is, uh, Arian Smith get some, get some catches. I'd like to see that. I feel like uh, I would love to get him, uh, get him some, some confidence. Is that because you think that he deserves like he deserves it or like what's the what's the I, I I don't necessarily disagree with you. However, I have a feeling that part of the reason we're not seeing Arian as much is because of the, um, you know the he the the coming out party that Rara has had over the last several games. Oh, I agree. I agree. I'm not saying he deserves more time than Rara by any means, but I know like okay. he had that he had a drop against Kentucky. Um, hmm. So I'm, I'm just talking. I want to see him do well to get that confidence up. I don't, I don't know if he's feeling down or anything, but I know he had, he had a, he had a drop against Kentucky. Uh, I'd love to see him get back on track. You know, he was, he was almost like a, it was almost like a trick play with him early, you know, cause it was like, he was, he was injury ridden, didn't get to play a lot. And then like, whenever he did play, we're just used to seeing him go deep. <laughs> yeah. We're used to him yeah. being the one that's catching those deep balls, but man, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, man. Rara is looking, Rara is looking, Rara good. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. Rara's looking good, man. Rosemary Jack Saint. I know, like, Graham's 12, 12 takeaways. He was talking about, like, what is it, like, uh, yards per routes run was something insane for Rosemary Jack Saint. Um, I don't know. I don't know that the offense will be quite as open as it was against Kentucky, um, but, and I don't think it will need to be, but I wouldn't mind if it was. Like, at, at this point, we showed so much. I don't know that it matters to hold that stuff back anymore. It would be interesting to see. Um, you know, we we held their their defense in in, in pretty good position the whole game. It would be interesting to see because, like, uh, I think something that Graham did mention was that um, rather than you know running to set up the pass, they just went ahead and started out with the pass exactly. Just, the, just go ahead and take the take the top off. Yeah, which maybe that's this team's persona now, you know, like, I mean, I think that I have a feeling that the way that the season feels like it's been going is that the the coaching staff is feeling increasingly comfortable with letting Beck sling it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that that's a good thing. Fast start this week, John, for the offense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess if we tweet the hashtag, it will be for sure. Right. (laughs) Uh, That'll be good. All right. You got anything else for the offense or defense? Let's see offense, their defense. I'd like to see some. I'd like to see no turnovers. I'd like to see a, a, mm. a perfect. I like to see Carson hit a perfect game. Um, I'd also like to see his um, his completion percentages can re- continue to remain strong because I believe that he was he what was it? He had one of the one of the best performances by a quarterback in in quite some time, I believe, too. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember. I feel like I read it somewhere, but like they were talking about his 80, 80% completion percentage that he had in the, uh, by, by the second quarter or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think he started off like 14 to 14 actually. Um, yeah. and like, I think, uh, Bobo, I think still has the record for most, uh, consecutive completions to start a game. Um, I think it's like tied between like Bobo and, Quincy Carter or something like that. I could be getting that wrong, but I know Bobo had it at one point. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was um, Grayson Lambert. That well, I know Lambert has Lambert has like the completion percentage for a game. I don't know if he has the most consecutive completions to start a game. He might. He may. Maybe he broke it. And I'm just. Oh, I got you. But it's definitely yeah. possible. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, no, I agree. That that'd be good. All right, all right. Well, before we move to the defense, uh, why don't we take a moment to remind everyone that season four of My Got a Podcast is presented by Oxia Time. Uh, so Oxia Time is a Swiss watch company, and you've got to check out their 2021 and 2022 Georgia National Championship uh, watch collection. And right now, there's two ways you can do that. Um, so you you know you you can always head over to oxiatime.com. That's A X I A T I M E dot com. Um, and again, you can use the code my got a podcast uh, to get a custom presentation box to go along with your timepiece. Um, but there's also a limited edition uh, set of watches uh, through the partnership between Oxia Time and the Classic City Collective. So you can go over to, head over to the Classic City Collective's website is at classiccitycollective.com, click on shop, and then click timepieces. Um, and there you will see the limited edition timepieces that they have. Each of those, they're the same watches we've talked about, uh, but their uh, presentation box is signed by Kirby Smart. Um, so be sure to go check that out. Uh, and a portion of proceeds on those watches uh, go towards Bulldogs battling breast cancer as well. All right, JP, let's talk that defense. Um, <clears throat> so when Vanderbilt has the ball, so they've uh, played two quarterbacks this season, uh, started out the season with AJ Swan. Um, he has now been replaced by Ken Seals. Um, so Seals is 46 to 76 on the year, 631 yards, six touchdowns and a pick. Um, he's started the last two games. Uh, Swan had like an elbow issue. Um, so I'm not sure if it was the elbow so much versus um, just giving Seals um, a look. But uh, I checked to see. I could not find any updates from uh, Vanderbilt coach Clark Lee today. Um on any kind of update there. So I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be seals, but I guess we'll find out on Saturday. Okay. Um, they've got kind of like a two pronged approach uh, from a rushing attack. Uh, so Patrick Smith has uh, 246 yards on 59 carries with two touchdowns. And then Cedric Alexander has 207 yards on 52 carries with three touchdowns. Uh, so pretty equal carry and really production uh, from those two guys. Um, and then the receiving core is led by a uh, senior receiver, Will Shepard. He's got 35 catches for 55 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, I remember a lot of talk about him last year coming in uh, to the game. So I did just go look to see what he did against the dogs last year in Athens. Uh, he had three catches for 45 yards. Um, I know Kirby did mention on in the press conference, he got a question just about seals and kind of how the offensive how offense has changed and how Vanderbilt's offense has looked with seals on the field. Um, and actually what he called out was their receivers. So Kirby did say um, that Vanderbilt has really good wideouts who are very fast. So for what that's worth, he's got a lot of, a lot of respect for them. John. Hmm. I have a feeling that they're going to, um, they're going to try to prove that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they, again, the matchup of Georgia's defense with Vanderbilt's offense is not any better. <laughs> so you've got Georgia, uh, leads the sec in points per game allowed at 13, uh, Vanderbilt is 12th. Um, their offense scores 28.9 points a game. That's 12th in the league. Um, again, Georgia's top three in like every offensive category. Um, Vanderbilt's highest ranking in the sec is passing yards. So they're seventh in the league passing wise with 275 yards a game. Um, but 10th in total yards, 13th in yards rushing. And like I said, 12th in points per game. Um, so yet again, not a, not a good matchup. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I guess what I'll be looking for is, uh, you know, setting the edge. Can we do that? Um, look for continued improvement there. I would love to see, 
some of the young guys that we've talked about, just see what they can do, see how they look now versus early in the season. Um, so like in Pemba, um, I know we've already been starting to see Marvin Jones Jr. more already. <clears throat> um, and then like, can we get any pressure out of the front four without having to bring linebackers? That's something I'll be looking for. So more just questions, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would agree. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for the linemen to have a better have a better push on the on the defense. I think we had like zero pressures, something like that, until we got to the till the, till the game was you know beyond beyond them. Yeah, yeah. Like we just got nothing. We got nothing from. I got nothing from the defensive line. So I'd like to see those guys up front participate more in the, in the havoc. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, basically like the, the pressure that we, that we got against Kentucky was coming from, I mean, stunt, stunt, stunts from the linebackers. I mean, I know JDJ had two, or I guess two shared sacks. Uh, you know, it was, I think it was like him and last year came in on one, but yeah, I, I'd like, I'd love to see if we could get some pressure just out of a vanilla defense. Um, I, I do expect the defense to be relatively vanilla in this one, I suppose. I don't know. Maybe not. We'll talk about that in a minute. I, I'm actually not sure how vanilla we're going to be against these guys. Yeah, I don't know that we're going to be super vanilla because we're getting to the point in the season where we got to start, um, you know, making sure we're ready to go on these things. Yeah. I would say um, one thing that I am curious about, um, you know, if if we start making them, if we start making them one-dimensional, what that does for the rest of the game, right? Yeah. Like if, if, if they can't run the ball, that that could set up for a really long night. Right. Yeah, for sure. Or afternoon (laughs) or or afternoon, right. Morning. What? 11 AM there. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Oh, ah. (laughs) Um, the early starts (laughs) are earlier. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. But yeah, I would say that the, I mean, looking at those rushing numbers that you were just talking about, like what is the that rushing? What's the, what's the rushing yards per attempt? I mean, that's a lot of attempts. Yeah, I mean they they only get uh, they are running for ninety two point six yards a game, uh, which, like I said, that's thirteenth in the league. So Man, if if that if that pans out in this game, like it, we could be watching a it could it could be a record a record interception night for us. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll see yards per attempt. I mean, their, their backs do like those top two backs are averaging, they're averaging like four yards a carry. Um, but yeah, just not uh, from a team wise, not super productive. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't have, I don't have much to say. Dogs. There's not much you can say. Yeah. Um, they have, uh, what was there? I know they started off, they won, they beat what Hawaii. Um, but then it's kind of come come crashing down since so okay i got i've got some special team stuff john i got some special teams for you so let me guess they've got an australian punter matt hayball uh where do you think he trained john yes that's right pro kick australia yet another um this guy is good so they're watch out their punter is a weapon uh he's averaging 50.1 yards a punt uh he had a career-long punt of 71 yards in the season opening win over Hawaii. Um, he, uh, this guy's also old. These guys are all old. Uh, so he, he redshirted in 2018 um, at FAU. And then he was their punter for the next three seasons. He transferred to Vanderbilt last year, played as a fifth year senior. He is now punting as a graduate uh, player in 2023. He is 26 years old. Um, so, but he is, uh, 
he had the hype coming into the season. He was the third team coach's all all SEC preseason punter. Um, so he was he he is a known known commodity. Hmm. Man, this guy is just living the life, huh? He's just playing playing football, kicking, and getting a getting a graduate degree all all at the same time. That's crazy. Well, that's you know. You know, everyone wanted to harp on Stetson so much, but what about these Australian rules punters that come to the SEC? You know, they're <laughs> coming to college football. I mean, we're not yeah. going to give them any any crap like we give Stetson. So I'm just saying. I agree. Um, and then their place kicker, uh, Jacob Borsilla, six of seven field goals, long of 44. So, you know, I guess from our side, I want to see touchbacks. Uh, I still am a big fan of of touchbacks. Um Kick it through the end. Uh, kick it through the end zone. Exactly. And then uh, you know our guy Makai Muse almost had a punt return. I know there was a block in the back, but he still almost had one from for against Kentucky. Um, you know he's still doing really well in the in the return game. <laughs> Something I I don't I didn't catch in the stadium too. Maybe Michael Williams will, will get a return. I don't know, John, if you've rewatched the game. There was a play where Kentucky did like a pooch kickoff. And oh, yeah, Michael signaled for fair catch, and then he was like mad at himself because he didn't run it back. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he probably just did what he was coached, right? Exactly, exactly. No, yeah, he totally did the right thing, but he got mad at himself. It was pretty funny. He 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 was uh he wanted to see what he could do in the return game. That would have been fun. All right, that's all I got on these guys. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 uh it's good versus bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like it, it's the best team versus the worst team in the league. So, right. Um, I'm actually our, surprised that this game is on the, uh on CBS. Like, what? What? Yeah, I know it is. It is kind of weird. It's weird. How bad is the SEC schedule this this weekend? I haven't even looked. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I, I have some games. The the three thirty game is. Who is the three thirty game? The three thirty game is A and M at Tennessee. So I guess that's the quote unquote game of the week. Oh, I, I think they got that wrong. Oh, uh, we can talk about that later. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and hit the hit the listener questions, uh, which are brought to you by Working Web Media. Uh, so you know, in this during this off season, we set out to redesign uh, mygotapodcast.com, and uh, we ended up working with Working Web Media to get that done. Uh, so they set up a kind of we were able to sit down, talk with them, uh, talk about what we were looking for. Um, and they were able to completely redesign it and release it for us. Um, so if you have a small business and you need help with your website or just with your online presence, uh, they also do you know social media and marketing as well. Uh, definitely go reach out to Working Web Media. You can go to workingwebmedia.com slash dogs, and then they will know that we sent them your way. All right, let's start it off with Alex Berger. Uh, Alex, I know, John, you got to meet at the game uh this weekend at the tailgate and and he, he sits in our section as well um he said remember 2020 they canceled our senior day make them never forget dogs by 70 so uh that's what i was going with john um around uh will this be vanilla these guys have not scored a point against georgia since they canceled senior day in 2020 Ooh. I'd be I'd be completely okay with that um, <laughs> transpiring again this year. I mean, hey, you know, remember eighteen ninety five? Exactly. <laughs> Seriously, uh, the, the the hatred the hatred for this, these these guys goes back to eighteen ninety five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I you know I mean I, I do remember like uh, in twenty twenty one. I remember there was a lot of talk leading up to the game, like is Georgia mad about the canceled senior day? 
are they not? And like, oh, it's not that, such a big deal. And then uh, pretty soon in the game, we're like, yep, uh, Kirby's pissed because uh, that was that game was sixty-two to nothing, um, and then last year was fifty-five to nothing. Uh, so we've been uh, putting a hurting on these guys ever since they canceled Senior Day. All right, next up, we got some some tailgate legends. Uh, so rodeo. Rodeo Dog fan wants to know, uh, number one, where does the Kentucky tailgate rank all time? JP, what do you think? I mean, for me, it was number one for sure. Yeah. Um, there's just so many factors in there. Like, there's just there's just too much. It was almost overwhelming. Like, we talked about this. Like, I am a picture person. If you were around us, like, you know, I was asking to take pictures because I, I like to collect the I'm, – I'm the Jason Hasty of the archives, I guess, for the tailgate. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I mean, I I forgot to take pictures with so many people because I was just so like enthralled with what was going on in front of me. You know what I mean? Which yeah. not that's not necessarily a bad thing. I remember a lot more. I feel like because of it, I did I did have a little bit of a cognizant. Tried not to do too much documenting, etc. But um, yeah, I feel you on that. It was just it was just fun. It was just a real fun tailgate, and there was just so much going on. We had British Bulldog. We had multiple tailgates. We had all those people coming in town that. You know, we we had live music at the tailgate. I've never seen that before. That's crazy. That's that I was. That's where I was going to go. I I'm fairly certain I've never been to an on campus tailgate with live music. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Epic. Seriously, that was pretty uh, epic. Yeah. yeah, and a whole I, hog, and a whole hog. By the way, and a whole hog. We've done whole hogs. You know, yes, that I have seen that before. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was that was next level. Yeah, agreed. And I will say that most of the hogs that I've done or uh, that we've done had been like, like the fraternity houses and stuff like that. Not like someone pulled in a whole huge smoker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Right off of right off of Lumpkin. Yeah, yeah. So that was epic. It was epic. Um, I am no help on his second question. And if you're not either, John, I'm just going to ask if listeners could hit up Rodeo and let him know. He said, uh, does anyone know a good route? around chattanooga to get to nashville um so i don't like i i looked and i'm just not i haven't done that drive many times uh i definitely know when i did go i went through chattanooga so i don't i don't know is chattanooga the is chattanooga the gaffney of tennessee (laughs) good question good question i mean are we trying to avoid it like I, i guess we're trying to avoid it right I'm, I imagine, uh, yeah. Truth, truth be told, I am a huge fan of Waze. Um, Waze just takes you the shortest, the shortest route, right? Yeah, so. yeah. So, all right. But if you're listening and you and you have a great idea, uh, go hit up Rodeo Dog Fam and, and let them know. Uh, let them know your route. The um, secret, the secret route. Exactly, exactly. All right. Another tailgate legend, uh, Greg. Greg wants to know, or says at the halfway point of the season. What are the positives you see and where must we improve? What is the biggest surprise so far this season? So first off, it is crazy that we're already at the halfway point. Um, it's kind of hard to believe it. It always goes by so fast. It, um, it does. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun, Jim. Yeah, seriously. So what are some, uh, I don't know what, what's the, some positives for you, JP? Uh, Mike Bobo is sitting in the middle of a gladiator movie and just asking everybody, are you not entertained? <laughs> I feel like that, you know, uh, Graham talks about the, you know, the, the TCU game is like, uh, mm. you know, he talks about how that game was like the offensive opus 
yeah um for Munkin, right like that was right. like his that was like his magnum opus um i feel like that the season is turning out to be like one of those like the entire season is kind of like a a bobo opus as to like what it, what life with him would have been like had he actually had a defense yeah um because we've all talked about this when when bobo came on board matter of fact like even when monken was still here and bobo was a consultant or you know he kind of came in to the coaching staff to to assist and all those kinds of things that like we all looked at it as a positive we all looked at it as like uh from where i s- sat i was like you know i mean his whole thing was taking recruit taking these quarterbacks and making them amazing and making them great right he was the court he was the quarterback whisperer yeah and it's hard not to notice the disparity of who carson beck is today versus who he was before bobo came yeah agreed period full stop end of story and we're seeing him progress it's like you're literally watching a quarterback grow into himself live and in person and it happens to be on the best team in the country that's undefeated that's on a winning streak and you know like literally like everything kind of came together last last week to make us everybody i feel like everybody with the exception of some of these random media folks that are telling us that georgia looks beatable um that team looks like it could it could win a championship right yeah yeah we we saw we saw what we had been waiting for um against kentucky for sure for sure. And I think that you're you're gonna keep seeing that as as it goes on. Yeah. So um, as far as positives go, like yeah. everything that we thought Bubba was was going to be, um, I feel has been that way. Now you the guy sitting behind you, Jim, we might need <laughs> to just throw some cold water at him in the in the windy in the windy cold. Yeah, I'll let I'll let you know if he uh, if he shows back up uh next game. Mm-hmm. Um as far as like in and so I would agree with that. Um as far as improvement. I do think, I think it's, I mean, to me, I think it's actually what you've mentioned, John, is like consistency of the line play. Um, So there's that. And then we did, we did talk about like, you know, um, defensive line improvement there, see if we can get some, some get pressure, right. um, Without having to blitz. So um, I guess that'd be it for me. It's coming up a little bit. And um, if you are a a dog central uh, follower and go check out Graham's, 12 takeaways but one of the things he mentioned he, he he rattles off this like long list of like youth along the defensive front yeah and you know the, i guess the front seven if you will um that he kind of thought would at some point you got to make a decision on whether or not you're going to allow people to continue to our, our whole thing is to say like you got to play to a standard right there mm-hmm. are some players that have not necessarily fulfilled that um you know, that measure consistent enough and probably one would argue consistent enough to warrant continue, continued failure. Right. Like at some point you got to let the young kids have, have a shot yeah, yeah. And, a, and a sustained shot at that. Like, cause we've got some really talented kids that are sitting the bench right now that are kind of watching around and, you know, he rattled off a lot of names that have just kind of been, you know, where, where are these people at? And I look at that list and I look at some of the names that are on there. I'm like, geez, Louise, like if they don't get a shot at it, you know, are they going to start looking around and transferring and you have more bear Alexander situation. And so like, for me, from a development standpoint, I look at that and say, we, we, we need to have some answers for getting to the quarterback. 
Yeah. On the de- on the defense specifically. Yep. Yep. Do you have a biggest what what surprised you the most this season thus far? Any surprises? Hmm. I mean, do you have an answer on that one? Well, I kind of ponder that a little bit. I'm trying to give a, a sincere answer. Yeah. I mean, I guess um right now, thinking back, I, mean, I don't like the offense has been what we've been what we've been focusing on so much, right? Because we said like the defense is kind of the defense is the defense and we're going to lean on that. The question is going to be the offense. Um, I, if you had asked me in the spring, I guess I'm a little bit surprised, pleasantly surprised by the emergence of Ra-Ra because of how things started off slowly with him. He was in the doghouse. Um, and I didn't really know what we were going to be getting out of him coming from the Mike Leach offense, frankly, of Mississippi state, right? Very different offense. So I wasn't exactly sure we're going to be getting, um and i mean the the catch that he made in the corner getting his foot down against kentucky was uh, just phenomenal um so he's been a pleasant surprise for me man where's number five for a reason jim <laughs> he yeah. replaced number five um yeah, i mean that that's for sure in there um i would say that i'm probably most surprised by the lack of production and this is probably just a you know the lack of production from Lad, which you know, a lot of that's due to the injury, but like it surprised me. I I didn't expect that we were going to be as prolific a passing offense that Carson Beck would be sitting number, uh, you know, in the top four in the country in passing yards. Yeah, that that surprised me. I didn't think that he would be. Um, I didn't think that he would be as prolific as he has been, and yeah. as, as like just incredibly efficient. Like I, I expected him to get better, and I expected him to be good but like i didn't i kind of thought he would be kind of like a, a stetson bennett you know he'd have a couple hundred yards a touchdown here and it would be just this nice you know workman like workman like games but like he's putting up at some point you're gonna have to get to a, a point if you're a pundit if you're talking head if you're on the voting committees for these types of things like at some point carson's gonna warrant conversation about a heisman trophy yeah talk about beck or we talk about um you know Brocktober, we talk about Bowers. Yeah, absolutely. A thousand percent that he deserves to be in in those in those um conversations. But Beck is equally, if not more, uh deserving of that. Yeah. I mean if 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 Brock continues to put up those numbers, he's gonna bring Carson with him to New York. I'll say that. For sure. For sure. <laughs> How cool would that be if 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 we had two <laughs> Two two white boys <laughs> and Brock Bowers and Carson Beck sitting up, up in New York for the Heisman Trophy. It's uh, be amazing. Trey would be uh, tweeting out the book on his thing <laughs> for sure. These white men, these uh, white men are dangerous. Oh <laughs> uh, man, uh, too good. All right, let's see. Uh, friend of the show, Tim Riley, no longer miserable in Minnesota. Uh, first time I'd gotten to go to. Uh, see Tim at a game for a while. That was fun on Saturday. Um, That's the first time I've seen him in a really long time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Was the Auburn game Missouri 2022? And now we go on a Kirby death march until the SEC championship game. Dogs seem to be, to play big in big games. Could the remaining games be total blowouts? And we found our juice and also getting healthy. I mean, as far as where it was in the season, it lines up perfectly, right? Auburn game was the exact same point of the season as Missouri last year. Okay, let's put on our let's put on our conspiracy helmets again, Jim. Remember <laughs> early in the season, we had yeah. these little conspiracies about these things that the coaching staff was manufacturing adversity for these guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> the fifth game of the season, two years in a row. Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. it, it feels like uh it feels like the history channel you know with that guy that's like i'm not saying it's the aliens but it's the aliens yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm not right. saying that it's a conspiracy but it's a conspiracy it's the it's the kirby long con yeah yeah so I, I i certainly hope i certainly hope the answer is yes i actually think it is i actually think that was the Missouri game so yeah, right. I tend to agree. I mean, yeah, yeah. If nothing else, like, who else on the schedule do are you are you worried about at this point? Yeah, I mean, so the uh, the whole undefeated thing and all the undefeated teams still being on a record thing that that went out the window uh, this week. Um, <laughs> so with Missouri losing to LSU, um, so there aren't any any more undefeated teams on the schedule. But I mean, I think the best teams left in the schedule would be Missouri, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. I mean, those are the best ones. Um, I'll say, and we Ole get two Miss for sure. Yeah, when well, we get two of those at home, right? So you get Missouri and Ole Miss at home. Um, only Tennessee on the road. So I'm still my jury's still out for me on Tennessee, but agreed, agreed. We'll get there. All right, fifty-one to seven, GATA. Who would have who would have won the fight in two thousand eleven? And he, he he included the picture of Todd Grantham and James Franklin uh, going toe to toe um post game in that georgia vanderbilt game in 2011 who you got john not ron franklin by the way because you said ron franklin at the replies. uh james franklin who you got james, james franklin, franklin or todd grantham uh i think i like todd grantham just because that, that, that weight disparity is hard not to ignore yeah. i also feel like i don't know i just just like a perception thing i feel like he's got a reach on him too so mm. Mm. If he gets those grizzly bear hands on on James Franklin, he's done for. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. I'm I'm on I'm on I'm on Grantham as well. Not that I approve of the uh, the behavior. Grantham's a little ridiculous. Uh, between that and then, like it was kind of I, I don't know. Funny is the right word. But like when that happened, it was kind of like oh that was weird. But then like when he did the choke sign to the Florida kicker, it's like come on, come on, Todd. Uh, so, anyways. Um, I don't know who this is. I reached out to 51 to seven GATA to get the name, uh, but I haven't got it back yet. So we'll have to get the word out there. But uh, he said, side note for the Vandy game, there's a DGD uh, this week that's heading to his 300th consecutive Georgia game. So that's pretty cool. Um, 300 consecutive Georgia games. Wow. Yeah. What does that break out to from I a, mean, a year standpoint? Well, and let's think about that too. That means they were able to go to every game during the 2020 COVID year. That's impressive, man. I, I broke I broke my uh my like what at least one home game per season streak <laughs> because of that and I was upset about that uh so that does uh that's pretty impressive that is cool um, I'm also curious how old this person is yeah yeah I so yeah 51 to 7 GTA let us know and uh we'll get we'll get more word about word out about that I thought that was pretty cool yeah I would say that uh, start start getting their that information out there and tagging some some media folks you might want to have logan booker or allison talk to talk to this person yeah for sure for sure um all right so we got a couple of questions about kind of like playing to the standard um so bubby dean said uh do the dogs play to the standard or do they succumb to human nature and play down to the competition level of vanderbilt um and then brian harrell said does the offense regress this week playing a week vandy again i point back to the uh the, we haven't done that the last two years. 
these guys haven't scored a point on us since canceling senior day. Um, we seem to have an axe to grind with them ever, ever since that yeah. happened. So Kirby's going to be there in 20, 2030 or whatever. And he's going to be like, you remember when these MFers, they, they canceled the game on us? <laughs> yes, seriously. We can't, we can't let that happen again. Yeah, I want to hear that. House. I want to hear that halftime speech. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess it would probably have to be a pregame speech. Um, Bubby did say, does Kirby let players that aren't, aren't 100% healthy take this week off going into the bye to be more prepared for the cocktail party? What do you think about that? I disagree with that assessment. I don't, I, again, I don't, I just, I don't think, uh, I don't think we're taking anything off. I'll give you, I'll give you one Atlanta Braves slow starts in the, in the playoffs for such a, for such mm. a thing. So like you take them off and then all of a sudden they got a bye week. Like, listen, listen, Jim. <laughs> Mike Bobo is on the stove. Let that boy cook. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> hey, I'm all for that. <laughs> uh, if you if you get to the fourth quarter and it's 70 to nothing, maybe we can put it in the second string. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's see. So some questions on slow starts. Um, so Brett Belding said, uh, is the slow start narrative done and buried, or was that an exception? And then uh, let's see, Urch Russell, actually, and I don't know about this. Urch Russell said, will Kenturby continue continue to give his halftime speeches before the game starts to avoid the slow starts, which I actually, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there was like word that got out that he actually did that. If it is, if he did do that, that's amazing. Uh, but I don't know. So I don't know if that's a hundred percent joke or something happened because I wouldn't put that past Kirby <laughs> to do something like that. Um, I mean, I've seen some of the pregame speeches that he gives. Like it looks, uh, I mean, they're pretty yeah. fiery. They're pretty fiery. Yeah. So if, if he, if he switched it up, I would definitely uh, keep that train rolling. But I mean, again, I, I do think the slow start thing is uh, I think it's done. I'm not sure how much of it know. was really there anyway. You think it could happen again? I mean, I think it could happen again. Obviously, it can happen again. Well, any sure. Given, well, sure. Any given, you can make any a mistake. Given, yeah. Any given Saturday, like, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, as far as, like, the propensity for that to allowing that to happen, yeah. I have yeah. a feeling that's probably, it's probably dead. I I would imagine that this coaching staff got together at some point over the last several weeks We're like, listen, if we allow this to continue, at some point, we're going to get to a position where we're not going to be able to pull out those wins like an, like the Auburn game. And like I said, you know, conspiracy theorists in these, like maybe they wanted to stress their team to a point that they thought that they couldn't go beyond. And then they're like, okay, let's actually start playing now. Got it. Got it. Now, I don't think that that's actually the case. That's just right, me, right, right. me having fun with uh, <laughs> with uh, things that are logical slash illogical because like why if you're a coaching staff like why would you try to do some stupid shit like that so yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that's right but like why would you do that like you like it's kind of like i mean all season long kirby has shown the ability to get brock the ball like and he even said like what are we gonna do throw it to him less like it's not yeah seriously it's not even trying to do that so right right uh i did I think like, it was i like our prospects for it to be dead though agreed i agree with that i agree with that um all right i do not again i don't have an answer to this one because i am horrible about this um Man. best food in nashville have you been to nashville i've been a handful of times i went uh most recently like when did we go um it's been this year i feel like i feel like we went to nashville earlier this year and um you know what? It was it was towards the end of last year, actually. 
we we went for a soccer we went to a soccer um OD, an odp thing when carter was playing soccer uh and he and i went up to nashville and stayed and then we we stopped into we didn't stay in nashville but like we we stayed around the nashville area and one day we went into nashville to get some hot chicken for carter because he's a big he's a big chicken finger aficionado so yeah he's like i gotta have the hot nashville hot chicken <laughs> right. which he promptly did not enjoy and i know that we went to some famous place i want to say it's like it had like a yellow logo on it or something like that like it was one of those places that a bunch of people on twitter had recommended Okay. There was like there was like one or two places that people like said to go to, and this one happened to be close by and open. So, okay. anyway, yeah. When I I've been I've only been there like for football games twice, uh, but it was in college, okay. and I was a dumb college kid, and we did like absolutely nothing. Like we I don't like I can't even tell you anywhere we ate. There's probably like fast food places, and then at our, at the tailgate, I do remember like random people at, at random people welcoming welcoming us to their tailgate and uh we were poor college kids and you know just said okay and, and ate their food but i don't remember going out anywhere and i have i have not been back there as an adult so but my quick googling and with the top results that came back the distillery looks pretty good but i don't know that's the best i got i feel like that we ate at the distillery actually okay let me look at this place let me do a quick <laughs> a quick search just look at the pictures yes we had this hot chicken. We had this hot chicken and mashed ma- macaroni and cheese situation. Is that, is that where you took Carter for hot chicken? It is not where I took Carter for hot chicken. It is, okay. however, or a, place, a place that we also got some hot chicken. Okay. Okay. That's too funny. Yeah. So, but was it good? Or did it I good. give it? Or, okay. So I didn't give a terrible yeah, recommendation. No, I, <laughs> yeah. If it's the place that we went to, it was pretty solid. Nice. Um, let's see. All right. Dogs, uh, dogs united. Um, wants to know, does Clark Lee survive the year if Vandy loses out? Probably not, I would think. You don't think so? I actually feel like, because he is an alum, so um, I think they might give him a little bit more leash because of that. And also, like, it's Vanderbilt, so... I think who else are you going to go hire? Yeah. I mean, they they like they handcuff, they handcuff him. I mean, like, you know, I mean, they don't even have an athletic department or whatever. They're so weird. Hmm. Kick these guys out. Sorry. I was kidding. Uh, 7% acceptance rate, by the way. I looked that up earlier and forgot to go back to it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Let's see. And then uh, he had some over-unders. How many passing yards does Beck throw for this uh, week? Over-under 300 yards. Oh, that might... uh, We'll we'll hit that with Coach Chobill because he's got a different number. Um, And then... Oh, okay. Do we see a running back top 100 yards this week? Can we see a 100-yard rusher, JP, against these guys? Yes. Who you got? Who, who who is most likely? Dejan. 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 Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I take a flyer on that. All right, let's see. Uh, Jr. Real. <laughs> Will Georgia hit seventy points? Hmm. That's lofty. No. I don't think so either. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, oh man, we actually kind of jumped the gun on this one. He said, "If so, will Bex and Bauer stats be plus percentage chance they both make it to NYC for the Heisman?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we beat you to that one. Yeah, yeah, too funny. Uh, I mean, when, it's a, if they keep on this trajectory, right? If, exactly. If, if Bowers keeps keeps scoring, like I mean, first of all, he'll he'll break every record at, at the University of Georgia receiving wise. You know, if he yeah. keeps putting up a hundred yard hundred yard receiving games, and you know, at least a one or two touchdowns per game, like yeah, I think that they're both in line to be 
up for the Heisman. Like, yeah. I, I would almost say like one, two in the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, if Beck, if, yeah, I just don't see it. Like if Beck is, gets up, I mean, if, sorry, if Brock gets up that high, it's going to hard to not have Beck paired with him just because of the way that award works, you know? So, right. All right. Let's see. Uh, Jake Johnson, Milton looked great against Kentucky. He said he feels healthy. With the wide receiver running back OL and Beck rounding into form, could this turn out to be the best offense in Georgia history? I mean, I think what points per game, the best one was the 2014 Bobo one, maybe. Um, and then the, I don't know, offense is pretty dang good last two years. Um, I mean, it could be, it could be. I mean, again, going back to what we were just talking about, I mean, you've got the most matured um, Brock Bowers, you know, compared to those last two years, right? I mean, I think we're we're seeing the best version of Brock Bowers thus far. I mean, we've definitely had better backs on the teams, but like you were talking about earlier, this maybe this becomes a throw throw to open up the run instead of run open the pass kind of deal. So who knows? Yeah. And I would love for Brock Bowers to throw a touchdown at some point. <laughs> Again, man, that the, the the wild dog uh Bowers at quarter, at quarterback uh with the the quarterback sweep uh we're just setting it up. I'll tell you if you know, we got that question last week. Is this the week that Brock Bowers throws a pass? Last week was not the week. This week could be the week, honestly. Agreed. All right, John Michael D. <laughs> How funny is it that British Bulldog came back this year for a, quote, bigger matchup on paper, but saw a closer game last year, <laughs> uh, meaning Kent State last year. Munsoning is dead and buried, and Kirby we trust in the defense we trust, and happy Brocktober, gentlemen. So, agreed. I will say, at least, though, while Chris didn't see, you know, as close of a game on the field, he got the full day long experience. Because uh, the bummer for his first game was it was a noon kickoff. So yeah, got the night game, got the lights, and then got the full the full day of tailgating. Uh, and I will say, uh, Chris did a good job pacing himself. Uh, he he made it. He made it to the game. <laughs> he did. There were some folks that did not pace themselves though. But um, I was actually. I, I wonder. I wonder if he would. Have, how he feels about it but like i was actually can like a little a little disappointed in myself that i paced myself a little too much i feel like (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's because i had carter there and i didn't want to drop any more sorry carters right right could be i mean at one point at one point like we were walking over in front of the georgia center and i ran into the um one of those like little barriers that's designed to keep cars from going on the sidewalk or whatever and like I, I, I genuinely just ran into it, and Carter was like, "Are you drunk? You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's been drinking. <laughs> oh, too good, too good. Yeah. Something else we didn't hit was uh, how many I my my music playlist hit. Sorry, Carter's even on our way into the game. Oh uh, uh, yeah, so sorry, Carter. Oh, <laughs> uh, too funny. All right. Oh, then we had multiple Miley Cyrus questions. So at least John, that came up in the press conference, so you now know what people are talking about. Okay. Um, so, oh, oh man, friend of the show, Tim Riley, again, apparently he has two questions. Who would make a better country music star, Kirby Smart or Clark Lee? I'm going to have to go with Kirby Smart mm. because right. he, he his immediate go-to was Eric Church on the, on the Miley Cyrus question, which tells me that he knows a thing or two about country music. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, what man. Kind of music, what kind of music do you think that he would play? I know you're not like a huge country, country fan, but like what, what, what do you think he would, what kind of music do you think he would go with? I mean, I would be okay if he was more, if he was kind of like a, I see Kirby being kind of like a George Strait kind of guy. Okay. And, and you know, and part of that is like, 
like I don't know how much Kirby can write. And uh, you know, George was a huge performer. George Street, many of or most of his songs, he he didn't write them. He was a you know country music, obviously country music legend. And I've I've uh, seen him live many times. I, I would go with that. Another mm-hmm. Wood Family mm-hmm. classic movie, John, Pure Country. Go check it out, starring George Street. I've seen that. I've okay. seen that movie. Okay. <laughs> um, I could see him being like a Tyler Childers or like a Zach Bryan type person. Okay. Okay. May or may not get that reference, but yeah, no, I do. I do. Okay. I, do. I like country music. I like country music. <laughs> I just, I'm like an old man, and I listen. Most of my country music I listen to is from like 1998. So I know. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's that's why I went to George Strait. I don't know Kenny, anything new. Kenny Chesney, the original Kenny Chesney. <laughs> uh man i have no idea he, he tim wanted to know what what would his stage what would kirby's stage name be i don't think he would have one or it would just be like kirby hmm what would his stage name be i feel like most country and music singers don't have a stage name i mean unless kirby's in a band and what, what would the name of the band be maybe oh that's a good one kirby smart and uh <laughs> oh man <laughs> who, who, who who do you go with on that one uh, well, I mean, Kirby Smart and the Junkyard Dogs, obviously. I don't know. Kirby Smart and the Wrecking Balls. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, let's see. Okay, Fletcher Proctor rounding this out. Uh, Kirby apparently doesn't know who Miley Cyrus is. Who? What is the biggest mainstream pop culture reference that would go over your head? I mean, you could let me count the ways probably on this one. I was going to say, I, I I will generalize uh, because what, what goes over my head is like the YouTubers and stuff. So like my kids know who they are. Like I never know who the heck they're talking about. Um, oh, yeah. You know, like they'll be like, so-and-so said this or, you know, the, I, I never know who they're talking about. So my buddy, uh, my buddy w- went to the beach um, back when we had like a couple weeks ago when we had fall break or whatever. Um, they went to the beach at 38 and they had a, a house that I guess was split in two. And like the, like one, one, one half of the house was being rented by some YouTuber. I can't even remember the name <laughs> of the YouTuber. But he was like, dude, this, blah, 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 this guy stayed at our hotel, like some prank, this guy that like used to do prank videos or something like that. Okay. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I will say, I was like, did he prank prank you? you? (laughs) (laughs) My one that I did, so I did have a moment where I knew who someone is and who the people who were with me did not. Um, You you know, you know, the the Holderness family, right? Like the husband and wife. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I actually saw the dad. I saw him at a Panthers game like a few years ago. So it was a few years ago. So it was probably like when they were just kind of getting started. And, uh, but anyways, he was like playing cornhole at the bar we were at and no one that I was with knew who he was. I was like, oh my God. I was like, it's the dad from the family, from the videos. And everyone, no one knew what I was talking about. So I at least got that one, but Roman Atwood, does that name mean no, anything to you? Never heard yeah. of it. No yeah. Clue. R- Roman Atwood was the guy for, for anybody that was curious. Um, <laughs> all right. Last one from Fletcher. What if also, what if Beck comes back next year? Could it happen? Would he light college football on fire? Um, I wouldn't put it out of possibility. Yeah, I wouldn't um, either. Because ask yourself this, like, do you think that he's put enough film out there to warrant being picked in the top? I don't know. Uh, do, do you think he's put enough on film thus far to be picked in the first round if he were to leave? Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess it depend, depends on how the season goes. Um yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you could be way up there if you, if you stay again. The other thing I is would, too, I, I would tend to, I would tend to file this under the situation kind of like, uh, I would say he's kind of like a Isaac Nauta, Evander Holyfield type person, or not Evander Holyfield. Um, Elijah. Geez, what was his name? Elijah, Elijah Holyfield situation where you put up this like amazing, you, you've waited your turn, you did your things like, and you had a great season and you have one year left and everybody's telling you, you're going to, you get graded or whatever. And then all of a sudden it turns out like, Oh shoot, you didn't actually get drafted or didn't get drafted high enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, what a waste. Right. I, I don't see that happening to him, but I will say this, the fact that he stayed as long as he he did and didn't transfer um, says a lot there. So I wouldn't, I would, I actually wouldn't be shocked um if he came back so for what that's worth yeah no i absolutely would be shocked i actually you know there's a lot of folks out there that are talking about brock bowers um you know going to the nfl this year i i've actually been thinking like there's there's probably a chance that he could come back uh brock's gone you think he's gone okay yeah yeah i mean he was brock could have gone to the nfl he listen, listen he to, George, to the nfl last year he could have gone to the nfl after after his freshman year he was already ready uh i know so yeah, I mean, this is the first time he'll be eligible to go. I think he's gone. So, all right, JP, are you ready? Let's do it. It is time for Coach Trillbill's Over Unders Vanderbilt Edition. Um, so, you know... We didn't have the numbers in time for recording on Sunday because we did things a little bit differently. We recorded in the morning um, from my parents' basement, as we discussed. So the people don't know this yet, John, that, uh, mm. I, you know, as far as we can recall, I had the first ever perfect weekend in Coaches Over Unders last weekend. I went 8-0 in Kentucky. Uh, so I am uh, if shout out to a lead. So I get to go first again. Um, or I get to choose and I will go first. So we're going to start yeah. off with the offense over under 325 passing yards for Georgia. I'm going to say over. I'm also going to say over, over, under, over to you over, under two and a half rushing touchdowns for Georgia over. Hmm. I'm going to go under, um, over, under eight and a half players with a reception. And I'm going to say over, I'm going to go over. Okay. Um, all right, back over to you. On to the defense. Over under two and a half sacks. I'm going to go over. Agreed. Over. And then over under one and a half forced turnovers for the Georgia defense. Um, I'm going to go over. I will also go over. And then uh, over under first half Vanderbilt points, 6.5. It's over to you. It's over to me. I'm going to go under. Agreed. Under. Um, punt return yards. Over under 65 for Georgia. I'm going to go over. I'm going to also go over. All right. And then last one, John, the miscellaneous. Construction workers spotted on television. Over under five and a half. <laughs> over. Over. I'm going to, I'm going to agree. We, we talked about the construction. Totally over. <laughs> coach was, coach told me, uh, 
I don't know. I mean, he, you may have been sitting there, but he definitely told me that that was going to be the most miscellaneous this week. He was so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's going to go through it with a fine tooth comb. I uh, love it. Dude, there was nothing like uh, Coach Trillbill, like with a magnifying glass, looking at all the Kentucky looking at all the bourbon bottles to see if they're from Kentucky last week. That was amazing. Uh, how many of those, how many of those did he have a sample of? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Over <laughs> under bourbon sample by coach. Trillville. Not sure. Not sure. <laughs> uh, coach, thank you for, thank you for the dedication. Uh, much appreciated uh, as always. All right. We didn't get a picture with coach. I'm a yeah, we know, no, no. I've got, that. you must not oh, have looked did. at, I need, I need to make the shared album because I put those in the Google drive. All right, There's I haven't one. looked at the Google Drive. The picture with Coach is actually hilarious. So Amazing. it's it's us, Coach, Carter, and then Lily is like leaning over upside down, looking back. Oh, uh, that's right. I can't remember this. That's okay. that one. I remember it. Okay. <laughs> that's a good one. All right. So for the final predictions, um, so CBC R2 Sam has this as Georgia 49.9 to Vanderbilt 11.2. Um Odd Shark has the, let's see, Georgia is favored by 31 and a half with an over under of 57 and a half. That's an implied score of Georgia 44 and a half to 13. Um, and the Odd Shark predicted score is Georgia 48.1 to Vanderbilt 18.6. Um, I'm just going to go, I, like I said before, they have not scored a point on us since they canceled senior day. That continues dogs 48 to nothing. Wow. Okay. Goose egg for us. I'm going to go 50 to 10. Okay. Like it. Like it. Um, You were mentioning earlier, like what else is going on in the SEC? There are some good games on this weekend. Um, mm. So we're not even starting in the SEC. So around the country, I mean, I think the biggest game to me, and I don't even, I would assume game day is there, but I don't know. I, honestly, I still haven't really watched game day this year. Um because yeah, it's kind of annoying now, but which which game is going to feature the sleeveless shirt, man? Exactly. Uh, but number eight, Oregon and Dan Lanning travel to number seven, Washington, the Huskies. Uh, that gave me the three thirty on ABC. Um, so huge battle out there in the Pac twelve. Um, that's going to be a fun one. So I'm going to go with Coach Lanning. Uh, apologies to my uh, my father in law, who's a Husky grad. Man, how about them apples? Well played. <laughs> oh man that was just an excuse to drop that one yeah i have to say i'm I'm going with dan lanning on this one yeah yeah um, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna tell us a lot about both of these teams what i'm what i'm agreed. fearful of is that you're gonna find out a little bit more about oregon but it's gonna give you you're gonna find just enough about about washington to have basically be it a have it be a push a push from a perspective like a national perspective kind of situation sure um i would prefer one of these teams to just run away with it to leave no doubt you know what i mean yeah yeah um and game day is game day is at oregon and washington okay i mean yeah i would assume they would have to been um that that's a huge game uh let's see then the sec game of the week is AM at Tennessee. I don't really know what to make of that one. Um, honestly, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess AM played Alabama pretty good last week. Um, and I don't really know what to make of Tennessee, kind of like you said earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be looking for this one. This could be, okay, so they're at Tennessee. So this is going to give us a little, little preview of what it's going to be like from a game day atmosphere. 
Yeah. Um, I have a feeling there's going to be a little bit more enthusiasm for the Georgia game, but um, I don't know. Like, I, I, uh, when do we play Tennessee? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, way at the end of the season. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was afraid of that. I was hoping that this is going to be a situation where, like, they had like a last minute win over Texas A&M, and it was going to be kind of like Kentucky versus Florida situation, and then we we come to town right afterwards and just smack them down to earth. Yeah, dude. The the, the this our schedule does get pretty tough. So we got off week after um, Vanderbilt. Then you got mm-hmm. the cocktail party. Mm-hmm. You got Missouri and Ole Miss at home back to back, and then it's on the road at Tennessee and at Georgia Tech to end the year. So Tennessee, literally the last uh, SEC game. At is Tennessee. that normal? No, this is very weird. Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee, and Auburn are backwards this year from like um, traditional. So like we should have played Tennessee when we yeah, played. Yeah, I feel Auburn. like we played them early in the season. Yeah. Yeah. So get off my lawn. I don't, I don't like it. Hopefully that goes, hopefully that goes back to normal. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like pick wise. I don't know. I guess I'll go pick Tennessee, but I don't, I don't really know what to make of it. Um, and then uh, give me chaos. I'll pick Fisher. Okay. I'm good with that. One that would have been huge. Um, if <laughs> coach could have taken a knee uh, to win the game. So now we've got 25 Miami at number 12, North Carolina. So uh, the Tar Heels are undefeated. I didn't even realize that. Uh, Lily was like, Dad, I guess North Carolina's having a good year. And I w- wasn't really paying attention. Um, so yeah, no, those those the North Carolina teams are doing pretty good. North Carolina and Duke, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I don't really know. Um, I have not watched North Carolina, but really I just wanted to bring that up to make fun of Cristobal again um for not taking a knee and somehow letting Georgia Tech win. I, I've never seen an end of game situation mismanaged that bad ever that I can think of. I mean, literally well, he, he did the same thing like a few years ago, but was it like no timeouts and there was less time that would be on the play clock? Cause I mean, the, I mean, it was over. <laughs> like, the game is <laughs> literally was, over. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen anything like that. I don't know. Maybe it's happened before, but that's just inexcusable. inexcusable. So I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take North Carolina just on coaching alone. <laughs> I don't know. I'll say this about um, maybe, maybe you can come back to Lily with this. Um, North Carolina has run through this gauntlet of a schedule. Yeah. They played South Carolina. I say that's the only one I know. South Carolina. App State, uh, Minnesota, Mm. Pitt, which by the way, was their closest game thus far. Okay. Um, actually, no, I take that back. They won 40 to 34 over App State. I I was going to say the App State game, I knew it was close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they played Syracuse. So this is actually their toughest test of the season. Okay. okay. Uh, on paper. I mean, this would have been a huge game if Miami <laughs> taken any. I don't know. Crazy. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been a huge game. Um, and then the one that I think could be a pretty good one: the night game uh, Saturday night on SEC Network at seven thirty, Missouri at Kentucky. Um, so Missouri fell to. They are uh, actually. I, I assume they were ranked, but so no longer ranked. If they were, honestly, don't even know. But only one loss, uh, the loss to LSU last week, which I don't know if you knew this or not. Um, Major Burns is the player. Uh, he was the LSU DB who had that pick six late to seal that uh, former Georgia player. Um, but at any rate, yeah, Georgia, Missouri, Missouri, Georgia Kentucky. Georgia's just keeping everybody alive, I guess. Yeah, seriously. So, yeah, I, you know, I guess for second place in the East, right? Who's your dog? Who's your dog in this, in this Mid- fight? Missouri at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I guess I wouldn't mind if Kentucky turns out to be better than Missouri since we've already beaten Kentucky. <laughs> I wouldn't mind for either of these teams to just kind of like march to a stalemate and Missouri win like a double overtime winner. Yeah. And then and then end up being ranked when they play us so that we can have another ranked victory. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm good with that. I'll go with that. Cool. Yeah. So those those were the ones that I saw. Um, so I mean, I don't know, maybe get some porch time now that now that it is fall. I feel like we actually experienced the change from uh <laughs> summer to fall. Literally experienced the change from summer to fall during the game. <laughs> In the walk down Lumpkin to the dog walk is when I experienced yes. the changeover. Yes. And it's like it hasn't gone back. Like it's it's now fall. It was like it was like it was like Mary Poppins just came like floating in like <laughs> the winds just went cer- a certain way and I was like, oh, dang it, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know if the bridge was open, you would have had time to go back to the car and get your jacket. I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I took a picture. I took a picture of like the. I think I actually did send it to you. We didn't you- talk about it. But I yeah. sent a picture of the sad, the sad bridge for the dog walk, which I was yeah. super concerned about. I was at least somewhat pleasantly surprised because there's construction going on at Tate, um, like behind mm-hmm. where we were at the Tate Center. There's like all this like scaffolding and stuff, and so there were fans like piled into, um, like the scaffolding that they had there, or I, I don't know what it was. I didn't exactly see, but I saw like little heads poking out above the construction tarps that were there. Um, but I did notice I looked up and it was like, yep, there's nobody up there. Um, like directly above everybody as they come in, which is super annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe I may, uh, may sit out on the porch and kind of just watch football all day Saturday. You got, uh, you guys have anything going on this weekend? Uh, it depends on what's going on with Carter's baseball. They just lost this evening. Um, they've had a tough season. Um, Carter played great and pitched great again. Um, but he's, just don't have some. De- I mean, they just don't have very good defense, man. Some of the coaching coaching decisions is also kind of frustrating too. But um, such as youth, such as youth baseball, right? So they're in the losers bracket. So it depends on um, how they how they perform the rest of the way this week. Um, it could be a championship game on Saturday uh, potentially. But given the fact that we have not won one yet, <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we have anything going on this weekend. I could be like, I could say that. And then, like, tomorrow, my wife's like, hey, we have like everything going on this weekend. I'm like, yeah. ah, yeah. It's like the, it's like that meme. Like, I, I don't know what I'm, what's going on this weekend because my wife has, has not told me five times yet. I already, I had the, I had that conversation at the dinner table tonight. Uh, because like, I was looking for something on like the family calendar because I knew it was happening, but it wasn't there. And so I just, so then I just was like, all right, what's going on this weekend? And uh, it was what I thought it was. So Ella, Ella has a play this weekend. So it's like, you know, mul- multiple showings of that, but I was like, it's not on the calendar. I need it on the calendar. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be, we'll be at uh, little shop of horrors this weekend. So she's in that. What's um, her part? Is she playing the plant? No, <laughs> she's, she is not the plant. She's, um, <laughs> Oh shoot! I forget the name of it. She's like one of like the singing girls, like the trio singing girls, mm-hmm. um, like the duop girls, kind of. I guess you would say. But there's an actual name for it. Um, she's she would she would smack me for not knowing the name. Um, but she's got that, and then uh, she actually has like an award ceremony to go to, um, Sunday night. 
so I can't remember I told you this because she she actually won an award like through the community theater that mm. she was in. So she won like um like best newcomer. Is she gonna um, give the is she gonna give the Susan Lucci like you love me, you really love me? <laughs> exactly. So I well, so so basically like she she won an award through the community theater where she had a play over the summer and uh they nominated her for like the regional awards and she's actually like up for it. So she's we're going to the uh um like the Metro Lina uh community theater awards this weekend. So that'll be a fun time. Good times. Yeah. So but otherwise, you know, plenty of we'll have bean dip on Saturday during the game. So mm. the usual. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do the uh Chick-fil-A um chicken sandwiches. Mm. The hot the hot chicken sandwiches. Seems like an easier, an easy button. Um, but at this time I'm gonna do the the spicy chicken for my sandwich for sure. Oh, yeah, you gotta try that. It's amazing. That's the way do to some, go. Do some Nashville hot chicken. Nice. Well, I don't know. I, you know, I guess, you know, it was, uh, it was good to talk to you tonight, not in person, like last Long time, time to see. John, right. <laughs> so back, back to the, back to the online, like we're used to doing it. Uh, but like I said, I don't know, man, in person was fun. Let's we'll do that again sometime. <laughs> in person was fun. I'm super bummed that we couldn't work out. Uh, I had to go to the pumpkin patch, uh, on Sunday. So, um, we were hoping to do a live broadcast with the British Bulldog, but um, that we'll have to we'll have to table that for for next time. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, man. I still I still have I still have like the the podcast like bucket list is to do the Sunday podcast uh, Sunday podcast review from the Bulldog brunch. <laughs> like while they're while they're on one of their like five thousand commercial breaks. <laughs> We'll do it when they're just playing the fight song. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. That would, yeah. We, we have like competing dueling radio shows. I feel like that would be frowned upon. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do if you have a reservation? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Nothing probably. Hey, hey, JD, come over and let, let us know. <laughs> you can get a guest. During commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Breaking news. Um, we have a guest. <laughs> uh, too good too good all right well commodore is on saturday um any given saturday all that kind of stuff but like i said man since uh we've really laid it laid it on these guys ever since they canceled on us so i think we'll do that again oh i would say um if you are going into into the game um the last time i did go to nashville i went to they have a I don't, you may know this jim but um they have a, a full-size replica of the parthenon in their like centennial park area Mm. um and inside apparently which we didn't we weren't able to go inside they had like closed for whatever reason when when we went but it was super cool i was really impressed with that whole the whole park area that they had there um but i guess inside they have one of the tallest statues in the western hemisphere oh i had no idea like the the tallest sculpture in the in the western hemisphere so that that was like one of the fun facts that i completely like (laughs) i completely flaked on JP's last um, last minute fun facts. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, by <laughs> the way, I do have another fun fact. Um, Jingle Bell Rock, the Bunny Hop, and the Hokey Pokey were all recorded in Nashville. I like it. <laughs> those are pretty. Those are pretty epic. Pretty epic songs. Agreed. Agreed. Anyway, that's 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 those are holdovers from the fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the it's like the post credits. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we, we've, we've moved into the podcast after the podcast before we hit stuff. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Usually that's the kind of thing that like we stop and you're like, oh man, I forgot to say this. Hey, at least you're, you remember before we hit stop. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I don't know. It seems like you don't have a, a, a ton going on this weekend. So I, I don't know, I'm sure we'll, sure we'll be texting throughout the day. I'm sure that there's something that I'm forgetting or that I've been told about that I've completely forgotten about, but as tends to happen. Um, but yeah, as of right now, I don't believe that we have a whole lot going on. Cool. Well, I'm sure we'll be chatting it up all, all throughout the day on Saturday. Yes. And with that, go dogs. Go dogs. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.